It is February 3rd, and it's baseball season, baby. Football's done with. It's Yankees season. Spring training is around the corner. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk about our biggest fears and our most exciting predictions. Let's talk Yanks. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks, the first episode of February, which is my birthday munch. Munch. It's my birthday munch. It's a great month. People enjoy it. It's the shortest, but this is the longest version of February because it, it's got a 29 in it. Speaking of February 29th, we're hosting an event down in Tampa at George Steinbrenner Field. Go get your tickets now, shop.talkingyanks.com. If you'd like to hang out with Jake and I and the rest of the crew as we enjoy a game in Tampa, down the first baseline in our own section, hanging out with just us, Talking Yanks brethren with some food and beer and wine involved. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from the Bronx. I got my co-host and best friend, Jake. He's in Denver. And this episode is brought to you by Lou Ellen Trevino, our favorite. Hayden Woodward, Ian Kane. Oh, wow. Ian Kane. And, and the second name is spelled K-A-I-N. So his first name and his second name both have I-A-N. Just added a K. Uh, a lot of the same letters there, Ian. Dwayne Potts. He's an old friend. He's back. Jess Arnold and Bill Domica. Those are our most recent Patreons. Patreon.com slash Yanks. Thank you very much for hosting this episode and supporting us. We appreciate it. Jake, I will let you talk now. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Jim. Jim, Dwayne, and Kane. Ian, I'm good, man. I'm good. Good to be talking Yanks with you. Uh, we're, we've been churning butter all morning, and now we get to get to put that butter on the bread with our Yankee stuff. So I'm I'm excited. It is February. Football is done. Like you said, the Super Bowl was yesterday. Aaron Boone correctly predicted the final score of the Super Bowl. That's kind of impressive. Are you proud to have a manager that can do that? I think so. Okay. Um, cool. I think so. I think you can throw that in the DVD and have a little fun with it. Uh, so we'll see on that. But, uh, yeah, pretty solid Super Bowl. I feel like nobody said that. Everyone's talking about the Chiefs' comeback, but it was like a good game. Um, so that's good. Good for the Super Bowl. Um, and, yeah, man, we're, uh, we're, we're in that final grind, man. Spring training's upon us. Uh, like you said, join us at the spring training game the 29th. All you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, maybe Bernie Williams is there. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Either. <laughs> maybe. That's the other option. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we don't know, so. Maybe, maybe he is. Maybe. But also maybe maybe and most likely he's not. Maybe there's a good case he's not. So, But either way, um, if you're going to be in Tampa, if you know someone, send them our way. We're going to have a good old time. We're going to be all over spring training and uh, yeah, next, next month or so of my life is just going to be pure chaos. So excited for that. I was telling Keith McPherson yeah. here in the, in John boy headquarters about how you have basically a month on the road straight. Yeah. 
between the RV trip for spring training and then moving, driving cross country to move and all that. And he was like, he better document that. He's like, people are going to be interested. I'm always documenting, baby. Yeah. Well, he said that you should be a one-man film crew and vlog it and edit it on the road. Yeah, well, Keith doesn't really know what it's like being this good looking. So that's yeah, uh, he didn't. Pop- he didn't. Poppy say he didn't. is just on one side of the camera. He didn't say any of that. Okay. He, well, he said he said that he'd be interested. And maybe Bernie Williams will be at the spring training game. We don't know, people. And if you are not going to be there for the 29th, or if you're just a Tampa resident or a Florida resident, we're trying to put together a live podcast. With some guests on the 19th. So 19th or 29th. Take your pick. Or stay 10 days in Tampa and do both. Speaking of vlogging, the people are wondering how your Savannah trip was, Jen. Savannah is kind of like molasses pouring out your mouth. Not a lot of accents, actually. I told Katie I was upset with the amount of like Savannah accents we heard. Um, just a couple. We met a couple from Mississippi. Uh, no, Georgia. Uh, they had thick accents. Not a lot. Savannah's awesome. Go if you want. It's a really cool small town. Like, we walked seven miles, and I didn't complain at all. Which, if anyone knows me, like, if my sister or my mom hears that, they're going to be, they're going to think Katie drugged me. But I got compression shorts, the body glide, and my new Lulu pants, so I'm a walking machine. Some unnecessary like, details, but thank you. It's, I will give those details to anyone who needs them. Because they changed my life. Have you worn Lululemon pants? I have not worn the Lulu pants. I think I've worn the Lulu shorts, but I I, I hear nothing but praise on them. But the, the Lululemon pants, I, I can't go back to wearing real pants now. It just seems so stupid. Yeah. So the only problem is they look too nice. Like now I'm wearing like dress pants with a hoodie. I wish that Lululemon would make the same comfort, but a little less nice. And, and so do all the Yankee players, probably, is what I'd say. We'll reach out to them, yeah. Yeah, okay. They'll wear them. Uh, Jake, tell the people what we're doing on today's episode. I kind of did it. It was your idea. It was your baby. Hey, Jim. Yeah, we're, uh, we're approaching spring training. Our last couple episodes have been either pure voicemail, Twitter questions, and almost anti-baseball, because if you're a baseball fan, you're kind of hitting wit's end. Uh, so we decided to create a safe space for ourselves and all Yankees fans as the season approaches. I think the baseball wheels are really starting to turn and you're starting to, you're starting to make your takes. You're starting to make sure your Twitter is up ready for the 2020 season. And we just want a safe place for, Hey, if you got something you're nervous about, you know, let, let's air it out here. It's you'd never say it on a podcast. You'd never say it in front of people so they could clip it up and take a quote. But some things you're a little scared about for the Yankees 2020 season. And some other things maybe you're a little bullish on. But you don't want to put that tweet out there saying Jay haps going to win 20 games. <laughs> um, Jake, I read a couple of the responses to Twitter on this. And I read one that made me... I was like, I can't do this anymore. It sucked. It sucked so much. So I, I'm going to go into the Twitter responses and blind, and we'll see my reaction. I, I know my biggest fear. Do you want me to Death. just start there? Yeah. No, uh, of the 2020 Yankee season. Oh, of the Yankee. Um, 
Um, okay, let's see. Um the the guys all end up joining a cult during the season and stop playing baseball. That'd be great. Oh, and stop playing baseball? Like they all just leave? Yep. Okay. That's not my biggest no. Okay. Then I'm lost. This is gonna sound very simple, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same fear. That Aaron Judge gets hurt from swinging again and oh my misses God. and misses like another month or two months. And then all the people that say he's injury prone, he's never gonna be full season, he's too big to play baseball, really start to have some ammo and my brain starts to think like, uh, maybe like we don't lock this guy up. My biggest fear that I'd never voice, I'd never say that out loud. But there's a lot of injuries. You can do injury a lot of people, but that's the one where like half of me, like 10% of me is expecting it. There's a four horsemen on the team of guys that if they get hurt, it's deeper than them just being hurt this season. One is Aaron Judge. Big dude has a somewhat odd injury history forming, but it is an injury history, and he's a big dude playing baseball, and there's always a worry with that. He's one. Number two, Giancarlo. Yeah. Another yep. big dude with an injury history. Um, you know, the two seasons before last year and his final year in Miami – he played a buck 58 games and a buck 59 and he played hurt with the Yankees too. Last year was so freaky. He got hit by a Yankees minor league dude while he was rehabbing. Um, so, you know, Hey, if Giancarlo can put together a full year this year, that's three out of four for a guy that was supposed to have like a, um, kind of crazy injury history is what it is. Three Gary Sanchez. Yep. Injury history. Gary, um, you know, you could defend the you could defend the home runs with anyone who's played American League Baseball. <laughs> uh, the injuries are starting to become a thing, and this is Higgy's biggest years of backup. I feel like I saw a tweet about Higgy. We'll get there. And my fourth one, Jim, you know who it is? Garrett Cole. Sevy. I think. Yeah, we because go oh. Okay, so Gary Cole doesn't fit into the bucket where you said where if he gets injured and misses the year, it's more than just missing the 2020 season. It's now like it's a, a bigger thing. thing. It's a thing, yes. Um, but someone, yeah, I agree with all four of those. I mean, I mean, and so it's very easy to say those, and I think a lot of people say that's the biggest fear, and I don't think it's scary. I don't think it's – I don't think we're scared to say biggest fear, right? So what I'm scared to say – is that part of me is expecting Judge to miss a month. Like, I've part of my brain's penciling it in, and that's what I'm scared to say out loud. Yeah, and I, I guess that's kind of something. Um, it's that big body. I mean, hey, we are, boy, are we going to make some rush judgments on this new training staff? Um, God, their, their first couple months are going to be <laughs> dissected. A uh, hundred times over, but yeah, it's a it's a big man playing baseball, and I think, I think the thing that's crazy, and maybe, maybe I'll start spinning things upwards, but I do like us getting the bat out of the way. But I mean, if if Giancarlo or Judge play a hundred forty five games, like those guys should be MVP candidates. Um, 
And, you know, some people might question Giancarlo on that because he did play, I think it was 158 or 159 the year before, but he was hurt. Um, if the Yankees had more depth, they would have put him on the IL. He couldn't run. They had to DH him every game. So if you get healthy seasons out of those two guys, they're monsters. And I think you and I, when we went to our first spring training together, what was it three years ago, two years ago, you know, we, we went down there playing the game. Do you think judge and Stanton are going to combine for what was it? A hundred home runs. <laughs> and we had people flipping a coin on it and you just forget that this game is so tough to be good and healthy. Um, so, yeah, I think we're also brainwashing ourselves a little bit because we know, dude, if we get a full season of Aaron Judge at this point, my, my word. You know what I've never looked up? You know how I love the baseball savant, like hard hit, exit velocity? Yeah. I've never looked at judges. I just can gonna, see you liking Judge and stands. Is this going to, like, make me happy? It says I have looked at this, so maybe I lied. I mean, their their hard hit rate has to be beyond the bar. Yeah, his exit velocity and hard hit rate is the 100th percentile. Both That's of them. good. I say good. Uh, outs above average, 94th, 96th, 97th, is the best at everything. How's his speed? What's what's his speed percentile? Sprint speed is 79th percentile. Bum. Old judgy five strides. Uh, but his outfield jump is 40th. But like we've learned last year on this, you can have a really slow outfield jump and still be a tremendous outfielder. Like Mike Trout has the slowest outfield jump in MLB. He's one of the best center fielders. Well, he's with him. It's weather first. So he's getting the wind. He's getting the, the barometric metrics, and then he catches the ball. Okay. Sports. That's fine. So, Gary, if he misses a month, I'm, like, okay with it. I don't know. It's like it seems like he's a catcher. Grind is there. Maybe play him a little less, but that's not devastating to me. If it's bigger than a month, then it is. But and I'm So I'm kind of penciling that in, and I'm fine with it in a way, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, two two-week two injuries would be a really good year for Gary. And we we had a fun conversation at winter meetings with not the Yankees analytics crew. We don't know. It wasn't them. Guys. Wasn't them. No, it wasn't we have them, no, no idea who they were, but they were very nice guys at the bar that had Yankee logos on their wallets. Um, oh, we ended wow. Up, we ended up playing a fun game of how many catchers played. What was it? 120 games, 115 games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think it was only six guys. So you, you the catcher position is brutal. Um, if, if Gary could put 130 together, I feel like we could shut up a lot of people on the internet for a little while. But yeah, his um, if Gary Sanchez misses one month, whether it's one month as a whole or whether it's you know a couple weeks divvied up, you kind of have to expect that a little bit. So it was um, you dumb you. Okay, here it is. It was games played or games started. No, it was only. Only three catchers in 2019 played over 120 games as a catcher. It's pretty only wild. Three, only three. So, like, that's that's where you have to really limit your expectations on catchers. And, I mean, anyone that's listened to Talking Kings Forever knows that this is kind of a spiel I go on a lot. Like, 
grade Gary as a catcher and compare him to catchers because a lot of times people want to compare him to outfielders and DHs. Um, whatever. Wilson Ramos, JT Realmuto, and Yasmani Grandal, all National League catchers. Christian Vasquez played 119 games for Boston. Um, man, yeah. So, cool. If you go to games started, there's only two catchers that started over 120 games: Realmuto and Grandal. Shit's nuts. Anyway, all right. So injuries are a big one. The one tweet I saw was that Cole gets injured like a season-ending injury like immediately. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm out. I can't read that. Yeah, that's uh, that's off limits. That's, that's Don't fucking cool. say. I mean, I know we're saying things that we'd never say. Like, it, you bring that you bring that to me, and it's the Will Ferrell scene in old school where he's like, is the trust tree, I thought. It's like, no, dude, that one's not cool. No, there's a trust tree, and then there's you fucked up. Like, get out of here. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> just, just don't say that, you know? Yeah, that's not something you even say. Like, this is supposed to be amongst friends. Like, maybe mm-hmm. you're you're on your second bucket of Millers, and you're just like, hey, I think Talkman, Talkman could get MVP votes. And you're like, all right. Like, that's okay. nice. Yeah. Well, get, hit me, give me your biggest fear. Do you have one? Because mine is, I think, Judge misses a month. I'd never admit it. Yeah, I mean, some of the injury stuff is tough, and it gets tricky, like you said. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess it would be like Groundhog's Day, not, not to get too emotional and tie it in, but like, I don't know. Like if we just, (laughs) not to get too emotional about Groundhog's Day, Well, don't do that. Just don't do that again, Jake. Well, no, you'll see why Jim, this is heavy. This is like, this is like in the replacements when Shane says quicksand. You know, he's not talking about actual quicksand. I'm not actually talking about Groundhog's Day. I'm talking about injuries if, repeating themselves. If it's October and we're just swinging through shit again and it, it and it kind of feels like useless, like we're running we're running back a lot of the same stuff. Um and there's just that fear factor that it's like, well, we swing and miss a lot and it just didn't happen again. Um but hopefully um, we know one less team is cheating, one and a half less teams. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that was that was like a heavy fear. That they don't change their approach? Sliders away, stills the poisoned pill? Like it's just it's rinse and repeat a little bit. Okay. What's your what's the thing? What's the thing you won't you don't want to put out there because you know it's too cocky? Oh, well, we'll get there. I want, I, I'll, I'll bring it back to earth a little bit. And I saw someone with this in the comments. Um, my, my big, my general one is DJ LeMay. He was 2020. I just, I, I feel like he had such a good year and maybe juice ball helped him a little bit with the power. Um, I mean, he's obviously got the contact tool, but he also hit what? 331 last year. And it's just, it's tough to replicate that kind of season like picture if dj lemayhew let, let me make sure i got the right number jim oh jorge posada's player page look at that um you never know what you're gonna get on this computer sometimes um lemayhew hit 327 last year like he he could drop his batting average 30 points 
and he's hitting 297, which, hey, that's still really nice, but it's not what he did last year, and that's just a fear for me. But that's still not that bad, though. Like, he could still have a really good year and not be what he did last year. Right, but that's that's what I'm saying. I think people are – people. all we know is the DJ LeMahieu from last year, and we could still get a really good 295 DJ LeMahieu and I just feel like people would be disappointed and it won't feel the same. Oh, okay. Well, my biggest cocky is that DJ d- does d- the same shit. And I like that. And I, I hear uh, you. Uh, like, I, I, that's what I think. So, like, it's not just like a fear. Like, you know, I, I, well, I don't see what's to change. The dude, it's not like the down and away sliders are just going to work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they found a hole, they never found a hole all season. Dude grinds at bats. His last at bat of the year was his best. I just I just think he likes the pressure. He lives for the big games and he thrives off just like that. Like I think I think he has more pressure on him going into this year than he did last year. And I think he likes that. Yeah, because he because he knows know. fuckers like you are saying he can't do that again, and he's like, "That's what I'm whoa, here whoa, whoa, for." Whoa, I never said anything. We're in a fucking trust tree. He's here. He's he snuck what in. Does that even mean he's here? <laughs> he's in the trust tree. He heard he's you here. <laughs> he heard you say that. That was bizarre. Um, yeah, you're break. You're shattering rules. And no, you're right. I mean, especially Core's effect. Um. Which, which is a thing. If you don't know, look it up. Um, yeah, I mean, it would just be pretty incredible if uh, we snagged DJ LeMahieu from the Rockies and he's a... <laughs> yeah, now he hits 330 and he's an MVP candidate every year. That'd be nice. Yeah. I think, he'd li- I think he likes the pressure uh, of, of doing that. I think he's going to thrive off it again. Who do you think has a better chance of being an all-star? You have to give me options at this point. Gio Urshela. Yep. Or Mike Talkman. Gio Urshela. Okay. Less pool. Answer, but- uh, it's a less pool. I mean, outfielders, you got a lot of options because they don't go by position. Third base, you just got third base. I mean, there's a lot that Gio, there's a lot of guys Gio has to compete with. It's a right. pretty loaded position. Yeah. Um, I just don't think Talkman's going to get the playing time. Okay. So I think Gio has the better chance. Yeah, I mean, it's a wrong answer, but you answered, so that's okay. Okay. You think Talkman? He's here. He's here. He's in the chat? <laughs> so bizarre. He's in the... Ch- well, you were acting like I told DJ and I, I I spread news from the trust tree. I said, I didn't spread news from the trust tree. He's in the trust tree. He's here. He's in the chat. You're He's bad. going by Ace. I just... I, I don't know, man. I, I know some of the geeks came at me for Talkman. And again, I use geeks endearingly. But I it's don't. just... It's so funny with the different wars there are now. There's F-War. There's War-War. O-War. D-War. War... war. Talkman was really good 
for a while last year, and you saw him get comfortable. He's really good against lefties. If a righty leaves a bad pitch, he's going to hook it onto the short porch. I don't know. I think Talkman's going to run into playing time, and we saw him be bad and then figure it out live, and he's got one of these. His AAA numbers were crazy. I think he late bloomed a little bit. I I think Talkie, I, I don't know. I think I've talked myself into it a little bit, but that's what the trust tree is supposed to be for. What's your favorite war? I mean, uh, if I had to give you some options, seven years war, war of 1812, or the war on drugs. I like, you have to do uh, a present. You have to do a presentation on one of them. What are you doing? Uh, war on drugs. You just take drugs in front of the class and say, this is it. Welcome to war. <laughs> <laughs> Stick the needle in. You got to get out of here. <laughs> no, that's an A+. plus. Good presentation. Let, should we start doing some of the people's answers on Twitter that I'm scared to read? Let's get into the people, and we'll start critiquing a little. Bubak says that he would never tweet this, but Clint Frazier turns out to be a lovable guy and rakes in the field. Hey, it's very easy to be lovable. Just be really good. Play, play the good. Like I don't think it's impossible for Clint to win over fans and win over me, and I'm hard on him, but I still think that is an easy option. Catch the ball and hit the ball consistently. You got me. Catch the ball, hit the ball, have some fun out there. Um, you know, you wonder, you wonder how the end of last year was for Clint, and I think we're friends with a lot of people in the Yankee media now, and they say nice stuff about Clint. Like he's, he's got a good heart. He's like means well, he just does some stuff that you look at like a, a little brother or a little cousin. And you're like, what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, if Clint gets his chance and he catches fly balls and he hits and he hits, he will be liked. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, there'd have to be a good amount of injuries for him. So I think Talkman's ahead of him, Gardner, Stanton, Judge, and then when Hicks comes back. Well, I mean, he's one injury away, right? From being a bench player. Yeah. You could new new benches, you find find minutes. Um T D says biggest fear, Severino pitches all season like he has in the playoffs. Uh I have more fear for Sevy's health than his results. Yeah, I mean, as as long as there's no weird, like the fastball's just not there. Like, Sevy goes from pumping ninety eight regularly to he's topping out at ninety five, ninety six. I think that would be the concern. But uh, no, I mean, Sevy's had a weird go of it from finishing that that All Star season kind of bizarrely to last year. He's hurt basically the whole year. Uh, it'll it'll be an interesting camp for Sevy. Yeah. I know. Dude, last year, like, didn't he come in a little overweight? He said he ate too many plant, too many um, plantains or whatever. He had a kid. And then Batances was, like, the same thing. Well, the kid crew, basically everyone who had a kid got hurt. Um, I forget the plantain things. I thought he was making a joke about that. Or I thought he said he got healthier and he stopped eating plantains. Yeah, I forget what it was. 
Glaber's, I think, having a kid. Congrats, Glaby. Uh, Congrats. Baby Glaby, for real. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't get the curse of the newly new father injury. New fear. No, no, no. Uh, TD also said his biggest belief is that Mike Talkman stays hot and Guardy teaches him all he needs to know about being the number one Hardo on the team before he retires. There's a torch to be passed there. I, I see it. I like it. Um, the difference between Talkman and Guardy after they hit home runs, they both talk a lot. But Guardy, all he's doing is talking shit and saying, oh, you think you're so big, fucking judge? You think you're so big? He's got that. Where Talkman saying, he came in with the two-seamer, and I saw it. And next pitch, I think he's going two-seamer again, but he goes this, and then I knew he was coming back again, and everyone's like, ooh, talky. Yeah, we're good, man. That He yeah. hung a curveball. That's what happened. We saw it. We were watching. Nice swing. Sit down. <laughs> um, TW, I think it's Todd, says, uh, we stay healthy, and this team won't be stopped, period. Saying that, I agree with that, man. Like, I, I said that a couple episodes ago where I was whispering it because I don't, I would never say this on a podcast, but, like, I'm all in, dude. I'm sipping the Gatorade. I mean, there's something to be said. The, uh, the Astros, who have been the class of the American League, uh, there was some news about them this offseason, and they lost Garrett Cole. Um, the the two dudes that Houston are now banking on in their rotation are pretty old. It's Verlander and Grinky. Um, not saying those dudes can't put a season together. They also lost Wade Miley. Um, Houston's gonna be hated everywhere they go. That they're either gonna they're either gonna lean into it and enjoy the dark side, or they're gonna have some tough moments this year. Boston is literally trading away, you know a top three baseball player and they look like they're on a quick rebuild cycle and the central just, it doesn't feel like any of those teams, if they put it together are going to have the same manpower as the Yankees or Houston. Yeah, that's how I feel, but we can easily be wrong. You never know. It's uh baseball Susan. They say some of these fears come true and it's over. Uh, Bubak biggest fear. Jake gets famous and finds a new Twitter assistant. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I like that, though. I want him to be on his toes. Okay. Um, uh, Patty Mack. I'm still a little bit worried about Paxton. He had all those well-documented first-inning trouble this past year, but closed real strong, including that gem of a performance in Game 5. I hope we see more of the latter than the former, but I don't think it's a guarantee. I'm not worried about Paxton. I, I'm now reminded how much I hated his first inning troubles, and I was very mean about it, I think, at a point where I was, like, so done with it. Yeah, you never really came to peace with it. No, I didn't like it at all. I think you gave him the shit sandwich award because he had a really good first third of the season and a really good last third of the season, but it was shit in the middle of those two nice pieces of toasted yep. sourdough. Um, and he was dealing with some injuries, and maybe that hurt him a little more. And there was the pitch repertoire. Pitch, pitch mix wasn't great. But, uh, man, uh, a playoff, playoff, that playoff game kind of endeared me to him where I – and, I mean, and the good stats in the end. I 
if Garrett Cole can rub off on him a little bit, like, you know, um, in there, I'm really excited about the personalities of like playoff Tanaka. If we get bully Sevy, you remember bully Sevy in 17 in the first part of 2018 and then Cole and Paxton, if they can rub off on Paxton, get that like fucking, what did Paxton used to say? Like pitch with, um, he had a term that he said, like he needs to pitch downhill and throw with conviction. Uh, I'm excited for like those four to just be dickheads on the mound in those the best five. way. Happer, I mean, just pitching mean. Do Do you have fears about Paxton if he's healthy being a poor pitcher? Not really. I think Paxton kind of put us through the ringer last year with the first inning stuff because it was like, what is this, dude? Um, three ga- three games in a row, home run, first pitch. I I was about to you like, snapped, yeah. I was about I, to punch myself in the face. For for me, it became kind of comedy for you punching yourself in the face. And I mean, he was still throwing good games, <laughs> like, but it it was just these toxic, miserable starts that were kind of unbelievable. And then he just went lights out. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about Paxton. It's a contract year for him. Um, Matt Blake, Matt Blake, and DJ contract year for him. Hey, when we do the PPPs, I want to note if it's a contract year or not. Contract year. Alert, alert. All right, so we're good with Paxton. This is the one, oh, the Cole one. I'm not going to read it again. Biggest fear, this is Jamie Sullivan. Biggest fear is a five-game series against Tampa Bay starting rotation. Not even close to my top 20 fears. Yeah. Um. And I think you're a Rays fan, Jamie. So, boom. Susugo being good is one that got me. Because as I told you, I think I told you on Talking Baseball, I watched a two-minute hype video on Susugo, who's on the Rays, and I'm fully, I am fully entrenched on him. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, it's a Japanese player the Rays picked up. Such a good hype video. All in on him. Why don't you tweet it out? It's out, I haven't, bro. I haven't, but there's out. many. There's so many. I I want to see the one you saw. I saw one of him just I'll trying to lay one. down bunts and missing them. I'll draw one. Okay, thank you. Uh, Erica Block says Greg Bird finds his niche uh, niche by becoming a fishing influencer on Instagram. I don't know if that's her biggest fear or biggest belief. No, that's a either, fear. I'm for it. You seen Bird lately? That's a fear of hers. Yeah. Look, looking straight grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mario says, Judge and Stan only combining to play 150 games. We kind of went over that top of the show. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. Oh, my God, another Rays fan. The Rays rotation can shut down the Yankees in a five-game series. I mean, Cool. How'd you guys do against Tanaka last year? I don't know. Why? why? How'd you guys do against Cole in game five of your playoff series? I mean, like, they're good pitchers, but that's like, that's who they're jumping to and not. More Susugo. Um, (laughs) I've got, I've got a couple ones, a couple ideas for you, Jen. Okay. Are you worried about defense at all? 
No, Yanks were pretty good at defense last year. They were really good at defensive aligning. They were one of the best teams at uh, defensive alignment, and I expect that to continue. Um, not worried about Geo, even though the people say he's below average. He's still a good third baseman, and he misses a couple ordinary plays, which really drop all of his analytical scores. But he can make the flashy play, and he can turn a lot of double plays. I'm not worried about Geo. Um, not worried about DJ. It's Glaber and Voight and Gary a little, I guess. Gary's got the new catching coach, so he's going to be amazing. Uh, Glaber doesn't worry me besides the mental lapses. No, I'm not worried about defense. Okay. And then the other one I had was bullpen. Like, are we... I don't know. I I think the only guy that could really freak us out is out of Vino. And that's, that's recent memory shit. Uh, they need to do a better, better job limiting him. They used him a ton. They burnt him out. And, you know, uh, Rockies fans were telling us like, Hey, second half auto is a thing. So they should have been a little more cognizant of that. I'm not burning him out, but, um, no, I'm not, I'm not too worried about auto stuff's dirty. Just need to get the mind right. You know, uh, what a belief is. Okay. 2020 Sessa. Oh, here we go. I think 2020 Sessa and 2020 Lasagna might start climbing the ranks in the bullpen. I think one of them, I believe one of them is going to go 2017 Chad Green on us. No, not that good. Not that good. Not that good. Maybe 2017 Jonathan Holder. I am excited for this. If you only get to pick one out of Sessa and Luizaga to have a really not like a a good somewhere somewhere between Chad Green and Jonathan Holder 2017 2018 uh, whatever I'd go Luizaga but I want to say Sessa I know you do and that would have been great content but here we are <laughs> even in the trust tree I couldn't do it now it's tough <laughs> even We've in all the trust brainwashed yeah I had some, uh, someone I don't think I even posted anything around Sessa and someone was just like I hope Sessa's not out there I was like he had a really good year last year man it's fine yeah um this guy says save space what a-hole came up with that idea I we saw did. that guy was that that guy's that guy's Twitter image was a bird right yeah well I don't understand why does he care I was going to comment and say the same guy that makes their Twitter image a bird. Boom. Uh, well, Ryan, Ryan says, where's our guarantee Cole is going to be as dominant as he's been and not gulp Kevin Brown? I can't handle him not succeeding. I talk too much shit. I can't handle the backlash. I'm scared, John Boy Jake. Please help me. Don't expect Cole to do what he did last year, but expect him to be very very good. I think that's fair. It'd still be amazing. Yeah, I mean, some of the... Matt Blake was literally brought in to make sure that the miles per hour on the fastball stay there, that the revolutions on the off-speed stuff stay there. Um, yeah, I mean, don't... <laughs> if Garrett Cole doesn't do exactly what he's done the past two years, that's okay. If he does, awesome. Um, but yeah, don't expect, uh, he has changed a lot since 
2017 Garrett Cole on the Pirates, but which, by the way, his worst season ever was was that year. It was a 4-2-6 ERA um, on a Pirates team. He, he was two years removed from a 2-6, um, fourth in the Cy Young with the Pirates. So it, it's not like this Houston stuff came out of left field. This was a guy Cashman has literally wanted forever. We got yeah. him. Roll Did you time. hear the rumor about that Pirates? Never mind. I'm going to tell you. No, no, no. Tell me the rumor. No, We're no. You didn't, He's here. No, you, He's you, here. You, you didn't want to hear the rumor, so I'm not here. telling you the rumor. I'm not telling you the rumor. Garrett Cole's not here. He's here. He's not here. The rumor is I got bad mosquito but I didn't like it. Okay. Anyway, uh, this is one that I agree with, Jake. Geo bottoming out, becoming Cleveland Geo, Andujar raking. Now he's our starting third baseman defensively. That is a fear of mine that I think is realistic. I think that's very likely can happen. And it's good, but it's not the best situation. The best situation is Geo hits and we stay with good third base defense. I'd love it if Andy Har's raking, but I don't want him to be our everyday third baseman, especially going into playoff series. Yeah, Andujar, Andujar ends up all over the spectrum of this, right? Because he can... He could rake and be special, and you could be comfortable with him batting third through seven on any given day. Uh, the defense stuff becomes a little bizarre. I don't know. I mean, do we think... I mean, Andujar right now and Talkman are conflicting things for me because I love Talkman's defense, and I think his bat is really good. I mean, I do not... I don't think it's Andujar's, to be honest. And <laughs> the numbers last year will tell you <laughs> they are not that far off, but Miguel Andujar does have something special with his hand speed and what he can do with a baseball bat. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know if Miguel Andujar is getting a ton of at bats. I'm hoping it's at DH, but still, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. Injuries and stuff probably figure itself out, but yeah, a lot of Andujar's highs come with other people's potential lows. Yeah, that's not fun. I don't, uh, you know, is it possible that you could, in the realm of possibility, Jake, put Andujar ha is great with the bat and great with the glove in your, like, biggest beliefs? Is there any part of you, as a human being... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was going into Sean Evans from Hot Ones <laughs> delivery. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that uh, that you could believe that he's good with the glove at first base, maybe. Ooh, okay, yeah, same, same. Uh, okay, Gaz, a UK Yankees fan, says I don't really want to say this, so he understands the game, and that's yeah. huge. Okay, my biggest fear is that after going unbeaten for 162 games. We get complacent and lose concentration. And his best belief was that after going unbeaten for 162 games, we get complacent and lose concentration, but still have enough to win the World Series. It's a good follow-up. It's a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Gaz. From the UK. So... Wow, man. 
Tyler um, Wade, Tyler Wade starting in the playoffs. <sighs> Tyler Wade parade. Like don't I even I don't like where you're at with Tyler. You're you're starting to turn on Tyler. Uh-uh. I can see it in that face you're making. No, I'm the there other was way. A little while where you believed in your heart and now I, it's leaving you. No, you're of the complete opposite wrong read on this. I am leading the Tyler Wade parade. You're not. You are the caboose of the Tyler Wade. No, I swear, dude. I think he's gonna. I think he's going to be a huge part of this club. I think the 26 man and him being able to pinch run and and defensive replace early on and then be up there, gain confidence in himself with the big club, and then eventually get a shot somewhere. Like, I I don't want to because I feel like I'm stepping in the same bear trap that I did yesterday and the day before and the day before, and the bear trap hasn't moved. I just keep telling myself it's not going to be there again. See, that's why you're in the caboose, man. Us us leading the Wade parade, we're over the bear trap. Let the bear trap bite us. We want it. We want to be bit. You want him to not be good? That sounds like you're cabooseing this. I said no. I want to be bit by Tyler Wade. I, the, I if the bear on. trap bites you, I that means he's not good. Bear, I'll step in every bear trap for Tyler Wade because I believe the trap is that he's actually enough. not. The trap is that he's actually not good. No, I know, and we're quick enough to get out of the trap. Are you even in the Wade parade? Oh, do you Mr. Even know what a parade is? Yeah, I do. Go on. What do you think the definition of parade is? Celebration. That moves through that town. Be a celebration. A public procession, especially one celebrating a special day or event. Wow. Nice. Cool. Uh, Mr. Pizza Face in the Patreon live chat said Anduhar over Wade, though. And that's where I will land on. My biggest belief that I wouldn't actually say, I think deep in my heart that there is a chance Wade is a much better asset than Andujar going into uh, in the middle of this season. Not okay. a huge, not a huge chance, chance, but I think you know there is a chance that happens. But I won't, I won't admit it. So don't next podcast, don't bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine uh, I've aired out a lot is like you you can do some real lazy connect the dots and J Hap could be useful. <laughs> and I just think so many people are scared of that. Um even I think I had a discussion with someone today who's like, Yeah, but dude, that vesting option. The vesting option is twenty seven starts or a hundred and sixty innings. If J Hap gets one injury that's out, if we want to mess around with a six man for a couple weeks. You can navigate that so easily. And what's really the worst case if J-Hap is good for 30 games? He's back for another year and he does it again. Otherwise, yes, the Yankees are going to manipulate that. And that's obvious. J-Hap. I mean, you are J-Hap's biggest supporter in Yankees Nation. It's odd. It's odd. It's such lazy connect the dots. Like, he... Yep, he wasn't good last year. And what factors were there? Was the ball juiced more than ever? Uh, was Did he have some spin rate shit? Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Did he look lost at times? Yup. Was there a bunch of starts we walked away saying, well, if that one didn't scrape the wall, J-Hap would have had a nice day. Guess someone what? did. Those, someone did research on that for you. Those are going to end up in Aaron Judge's glove this year, and Hap is just going to be an okay dude. He went 12-8 and eight last year with what? What was it, a 4-8 ERA, something like that? Mm-hmm. I, I think... I could see Happer dropping it to 4-4, 4-3, and he's just going to rack up wins for us. Do you know that uh, the Yankees are going to trade for Chris Bryant? Oh, that's huge then. Yeah. Nah, someone, a bunch of people sent that to me on Instagram today because one of the writers at NJ.com wrote a think piece, and his if you actually clicked the article, it was like, I don't know. Why not? <laughs> They can Love do it. it, but it the uh, article is title. <laughs> Dude, media is so dumb. The ar- article is titled MLB Rumors. Cubs Chris Bryant to Yankees and out of nowhere trade? You can't headline an op-ed that. Like, there's zero rumor. This writer, Joe Gig- Giglio, just said, like, hey, what if? Makes sense to me. Like Jim, no rumors it's out of nowhere. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's kind of that's kind of contradictory um, headlining by NJ.com. You can't a rumor can't come out of nowhere. If it's rumored, then it it came from the rumors. Wow. I I feel like we're a. I'm surprised Mike Ford wasn't mentioned at all. Do we have, I have anything on I, Mike Ford? I have, uh, you know, you know those 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 balls, those five metal balls, and you swing one, and then the pendulum goes. Sure. You know when they're not swinging at all and they're just still. Yeah. That's my opinion on Mike Ford going into the season. That's something. What about? <laughs> um... <laughs> I think I've got. I think I've got a good one. That's something I could see myself believing in. Okay, believe in something, Jake. Believe in anything. Finally, do it. How about Chad Green becoming the eighth inning guy? Over Britain and Ottavino? With how strong he finished last year? If those old birds take a step back and Chad ticks up? I don't know. I would say mm. that in the trust tree with these people. Okay. What about Zach Britton becoming a starter? That's something I don't believe. Now that's in. see, Arr. I don't believe in that. No, I don't believe in that. No. Okay. It's a close call. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else, Jake? I don't think so. I feel like we shied away from a lot of Gary stuff. I mean, we brought in that catching coach that made Mitch Garver a stud. Like, what if what if he can coach Gary up? Yeah, they got him on one knee. It's one knee Gary could be could like change things. Yeah, I've been brushing my teeth on one knee. He, are you serious? Nope. That was a joke. That was close. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was a lie. Wasn't a joke. It was a lie, but it was also a joke. <laughs> so Yeah. 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 So come out. February 19th, doing a Gary, live show in Tampa. MVP this year. How many Yankees do you think get MVP votes this year? Uh, 15 through 20. 
what's your what's your guess? In the fifteen through twenty range of the MVP vote? No, um, how many Yankees? Oh, get you were saying a, a vote for MVP fifteen through twenty? Yeah, gotcha. No answer. No answer on my end. I want to hear yours first. <laughs> we got to end this episode. Thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, like we said, on February 19th, we're going to be trying to put together a live show in Tampa. So if you're from Florida or you're going to be down there for that time for the first couple open tryout days of spring training, which we highly recommend. They're fun if you love the guys and just want to see them kind of you know, interact and meet some fans and be able to sit in many different aspects of the park, and it's free. Uh, come out on the 19th, and if you're there on the 29th, come out and watch a game with us. Those tickets are currently on sale, shop.talkingyanks.com. The live event will be – we haven't put them on sale yet or Jim, whatever. Yeah. I just got a late question, which I think is a fun one. Yeah. Who's going to be the first rookie on the Yankees this year? Someone that's not with the team right now. Really? Yeah. Like not in the Yankees organization. Uh yeah. Wow. Who's your who's your answer? Hot hot take John. Um rookie on the Yankees this year. Ooh, dig it Luis, out of the bringing. Luis Hilch? Yeah, I mean it's gotta be a pitcher, right? Um yeah, it's got to be a pitcher, and it's got to be probably a reliever, which leaves you and probably on the 40-man. So you got Nick Nelson, Luis Medina, Brooks Kriske, Miguel Yajore. I'm going Kriske. We've been we've been on the Brooks Kriske cha- train. He comes up and gets an inning or two. 6'3", 109 pounds. Birthday is... You said 109 pounds. 190. Guess when his birthday is. Krisky? He's, uh, what is he, February 19th? February 3rd. Today is his birthday. Jeez. So now I believe with all my heart that he will be the first rookie to make his debut for the 2020 Yankees. Thank you very much for listening to the show today. If you want to leave a five-star review, you can, but don't feel pressured to. Go Yanks. Tell them, Gramps. Go Yankees.